Jesus' name, amen. Well, again, church, it's good to be with you this morning. And today we're going to be finishing out a series that Brother Jeff started talking about giving thanks, about how we give thanks. And last week, uh, we looked at Psalm 107. We looked at how when we give thanks, it's our opportunity to, to tell our story. And we even portrayed that through communion. Uh, we even did communion over uh, in with the, with the kids. We did communion over there uh, with the fifth and sixth graders. Uh, it, was, it was such a time, a blessing, but it's a time where we get to show, you know, how we give thanks, and that's, a, that's how we tell our story to the world. Uh, and so we, we did that. And today, as we wrap up this series, I want to talk about what happens when we give thanks. Because there's got to be something to this. There's got to be something to this whole being thankful, a thankful spirit, giving thanks. And I've told, been told all my life that I need to be thankful. I don't know about y'all growing up, you know, you have your parents like, you need to be, you need to be grateful for what you got. You know, you need to be thankful for, you know, there's kids, you know, who don't have as much. And, and you know, there's, you just need to be thankful. I and mean, I felt like it's this whole, because uh, my question is why. Maybe that's wrong with me. Maybe it's the millennial in me. I don't know. Uh, I would ask this, why? That's my question is why? Why is it important? You know, what happens when we give thanks? It, it felt like this whole, like, I told you so. Anybody get that growing up? Any parents do that? Huh? No? I, I always said to myself, because, you know, I would do that whole, and Jeremy, you need to do this, and I would ask why. And, of course, you know, I, more times than not, because I told you so. I got in trouble a lot because that wasn't good enough for me. <laughs> but, and I told myself too, I was like, I'm not going to do that with my kids. I'm not going to do that with my kids. That went out the window very quickly. Y'all know what I'm talking about. But there's something to this. There's something to, to giving thanks that, uh, that does something to us. And it does something to the world around us. Today we're going to look uh, at a cryptic teaching that Jesus said. Uh, kind of something, that, kind of like, whoa, what is that? We're going to be in Matthew uh, chapter 6, if you want to go ahead and be turning there. We're going to be in the, kind of the middle of the Sermon on the Mount. And uh, we're going to see what Jesus has to say about this. So, Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 through 21. That's where we're going to start. It says, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moths and vermin destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moths and vermin do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. I'm tracking with you, Jesus. I understand this. I get it. Uh, so I need to put my, my, I need to focus on a certain place. Not on earthly things, right? Not, not on this, but on heaven. And in fact, that's what he commands. If you notice what he says at the beginning there, it says, do not. Now that's a command, okay? I'm no English major like Jeff is, but I, I, I know enough. That's a command. So Jesus commands us to focus on kingdom treasures and not earthly pleasures, we need to focus on kingdom treasures, not earthly pleasures. Now, how good are we at doing that? 
Just ask yourselves, how good are we at doing that? Because I, I look around and, and I see us still focusing on the things of this world. And the thing is, is everything in this world, it's going to pass away, including ourselves. But we still hold on to it. You know, we seek out fame and fortune. And even when we get it, it's still never enough. It's never enough. Why is that? I don't, I don't get it. Sarah, I think if we would understand, let me put it to you this way. Imagine if you put your hope into something that you knew could never be destroyed, never could be taken away from you, ne- never be stolen, right? Would you ever worry about that? Would you ever worry about that thing? And this is what Jesus is going to be talking about. We're going to see how this, this all ties together. But when we focus on the things of heaven, where we put our treasures there, that's where our heart's going to be, and we're going to see how that affects us. You see, what you give thanks for reveals where your heart is. What you give thanks for, what you are thankful for, what you are focused on, that's going to reveal where your heart is. And Jesus says it's real easy to tell. It's real easy to see where people place their hope. And again, now I'm tracking with Jesus so far. I'm getting this, okay? I get this, you know, treasures, heaven, malls, you know, all that stuff. I'm tracking. But let's continue. Verse 22 through 24. The eye is the lamp of the body. All right. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Now, I even remember the first time I read this, and even throughout the time, many times I've read this scripture, I was like, what is Jesus talking about? What, what is going on here? The eye is the lamp of the body? Is anybody else confused by this? I mean, this, is it just me? Maybe, maybe not. Well, I think we need to remember uh, who Jesus was to understand this teaching. Now, notice what I said, who Jesus was. Because who Jesus is to you and me, he's the Savior of the world. Right? He's the King of kings, he's the Lord of lords, and that's absolutely true. Jesus was a rabbi. He was a Jewish teacher. Uh, and so it kind of helps when you, when you put these things into context. I think we forget about that sometimes when we read uh, the scriptures that Jesus was teaching He was a Jew, and he was teaching Jews. And he's actually talking about a well-documented rabbinical teaching. And we're going to talk a little bit about that today. See, Jesus was talking about ayin tovah versus ayin ra'ah. A healthy eye versus an unhealthy eye. Or your translation may say good eye or bad eye. It may be what it says. And so, to put this into perspective, let's, let's think about this for a little bit. The eye is the lamp of the body. Think of your eye like, well, like these projectors. Okay? Here recently, uh, not long ago, we changed out these projectors. We did a little, you know, work on the stage. 
Uh, the old projectors we had were, I mean, they worked. Don't get me wrong. They worked well for a long time. But the problem was is they were getting dim. The bulbs uh, were getting dimmer and dimmer. That's the way those, those style projectors worked. And the problem was they were so old was they didn't make the bulbs anymore, so it was really hard to get the bulbs. And then, and then also we, it cost a lot of money to get the bulbs. And so there were days we were coming in, you ask Chris Temple, we come in, we're like, well, I hope these projectors cut on today. <laughs> we were just, man, I hope, that, I hope it works. I don't know if you all remember the whole like, little deal that would pop up and say clean the air filter and all that stuff in the middle of service. We just had these problems that kept coming up. And again, it's not that they didn't work, but... We said, you know what, it's time for a change. And so we put in these new fancy laser projectors. These laser projectors, man, they're brighter. And what's cool is, man, you don't ever have to change a bulb in them. Like, it's great. Like, there's, we don't have to climb up there and try to get a ladder in here or a lift and, and get to those and, and change them out. But here's the deal. Those projectors, what are they doing? They are projecting onto that wall. And here's the deal. You are projecting... A worldview. You and I, we are projecting a, a, a view of the world around us. And Jesus is talking about, says there are two. There are two of these. Because here's the deal. How you view and interact with the world is determined by where your heart is. So how you, how you view and interact with the world is determined by where your heart is, where your treasure is, where you give thanks and there are two points of view, Jesus says. Ayin tovah, or the healthy eye, or ayin ra'ah, the unhealthy eye. So, Jeremy, what does that mean? Okay, I'm, I'm kind of tracking with you so far. What, what does this mean? Well, having a healthy eye implies that you treat the world around you generously. So, so you treat the world around you Generously, it means you look for the good in people. It means you're positive. It means that you, you will see, uh, you know, not uh, with this bad lens, but a good lens, the world around you. And having an unhealthy eye implies you will treat the world with stinginess. Stinginess. Anybody, anybody in here stingy huh? when it comes to money? Anything like that? Man. So here's the deal. When your gratitude and praise are tied up in the kingdom mission, the natural flow of your heart is to be kind and generous. So, so when you're giving thanks to God, when you're focused on Him and the kingdom mission, and, and it's all about Him, the natural flow of your heart is to be kind and generous. It becomes, what can I give? What can I give? That's what it becomes. Whereas when you have this unhealthy eye, when your desires and your worry are focused on earthly things, the natural flow of your heart is to be stingy and unforgiving. It's to be stingy and unforgiving. Instead of being about what I can give, it's about what I can get. It becomes about me and not about other people. And if you don't think that that's what Jesus is talking about, let's look at the next thing. Let's look at the next part of the verse here. Matthew 6, 25 says, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. 
Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Skip on down to verse 33. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Seek first his kingdom. You know, I, I, I used to think this teaching, when he's talking about do not worry, um, it, it was it was about like helping us, and it, and it is. I don't want to. I don't want to take away from that. But I used to think like Jesus would say things like, you know, you can't add another day to your life by worrying. You know, so don't stress yourself out. And that's true. It is very true. But what Jesus is saying is, is worry will cause you to lose focus on the kingdom. If you're worried about the world, if you're worried about the things around you, it's going to cause you to lose focus on the kingdom mission. And so you need to seek God and trust Him to do what is right. And this, this, this takes some trust. This takes faith. Because how good are we at, at, at trusting even people around us? Listen, I myself, even when I uh, say I'm doing a youth event or maybe even one of these uh, these men's retreats, uh, I always tend to do too much because I'm just afraid. I guess I get worried that something's not going to get taken care of. right? I'm worried that it's because I'm, I have to trust someone else to do it if, if I do that. How, how good are we at trusting other people to take care of things? right? And this is, what, this is what God's saying. He said, you need to trust me to handle it. Put your focus on me. I got this. And I used to think that this passage was about believers and non-believers. Because when he's talking about, you know, having a good eye and a bad eye, uh, you know, he's talking about light and darkness. I was thinking, oh, he's, he's talking about believers and non-believers. But no, no, that's not who he's talking to. He's talking to his disciples I know this is weird. This is the Sermon on the Mount, and he was on a mountainside. But if you look at the beginning of chapter 5, it said he saw the crowds, and he said he went up on the mountain, he took his disciples, and he began to teach them. So the crowds may have been hearing this, but he's talking to, to his disciples. He's talking to you and me. He's talking to us. How you view the world is going to be determined on, on what you put your hope in. Here's the deal. I've met a lot of Christians who I think maybe had a bad, bad outlook on the world. Have you ever, you ever met somebody who's really like, claims to be a Christian, but they're like just really a negative person? Like it just seems like nothing ever goes right. Nothing's always, you know. I hope you're shaking your head because it might be you if you're not. Okay? Just, we'll do a little heart check here in a minute. We'll pray. There's altars are going to be open. You'll be able to take care of all that, okay? But, but think about this. Jesus is telling us how you, how you view the world and how, how you treat the people around you. It's going to be based off of where your heart lies. The other day, um, they, I took off work. I was, uh, I was working on my rock buggy. Me and my family were, were planning a, a ride up to Hot Springs here soon, and I was uh, needing to get some stuff done, so I said, you know what, I'll take off. I'll have the day to work on it. Y'all, 
Let me tell you something. If you, if you need a hobby that you want to throw a lot of time and money to, I got something for you. Let me tell you. But listen, I, I tried to go in. I said, okay, I got like these three things I need to take care of, right? I need to get the brakes going. Uh, I, need to, I need to get the throttle hooked up. I got to change out some other things. And I went in. I was like, okay, I got to do this. And I got to, I got to go to run Ravel and get a part. Come back. That doesn't fix it, so I got to run back to Ravel, get another part, come back. Something else breaks, so I got to go run to West Monroe and get a part, come back. <laughs> and it was this process, and needless to say, I did not get like anything done on that thing that I wanted to get done. I, I, I didn't. Well, the one thing I got the throttle hooked up. That was it. And and I was I was explaining this to someone later that day. I was just telling them that whole deal, like the process of what happened. And they said, and, and they, they weren't being rude or anything. They said, wow, man, it sounds like you had a rough day. It sounds like you had a bad day. And I thought about it for a second. I said, you know what? I really didn't. It's because I learned a lot today. There was, there was a lot of stuff I didn't, I didn't know how to do before. I, I know how to do it now, you know. And I know what I got to do to fix my buggy now. So all I just got to do is get the parts and put everything together. And you know what else? I got to spend a lot of time with my dad. So, you know what? It was a pretty good day. We had to be real careful. And we got, let's, let's think about ourselves for a minute and how something like that, like one of those bad days, how do we view that? And how do we interact with the people around us? Because I could have been very negative with that person, not to them in per se, but just saying, man, it was. And it was just a bad day. Like, I, I'm ready to go to bed. I, I'm just ready to, you know, get this day over with. It just didn't seem like nothing went right. But I chose to see things positively and, and give them a glimpse of the kingdom. I mean, we don't think like that. But that's really what happens. Because the world around us is filled with so much negativity. The world around us is filled with so much bad eye mentality where it's just we look for the bad in people we look for you know when things don't go our way we we choose to blame instead of looking for the silver linings the good things see giving thanks to god changes the way you view the world where your treasure is right that's where your heart will be and where your heart is and I would argue that giving thanks to God, being, having a thankful spirit, understanding what He has done for you and me, like that supersedes anything this world can give. Anything. Like there's nothing that could give me, nobody could give me enough money, land, anything in this world that could even come close to what God has done for you and me. And so when my heart is focused on Him and on the kingdom, it changes the way I view the world, how I see it. I could, like I said, I could have went, man, this is, it's just everything's going wrong. But no, I mean, I, I got to do some really awesome things today. But then also, giving thanks to God changes the way you interact with the world. It's not just about viewing, it's about your actions as well. It's about how you portray that view to the world. It changes you from the inside out.
And, and this is what giving thanks does, church. When our hearts are in the right place, we allow that to change us. And again, we don't see the negative. We don't see the, the bad. Maybe it's in our own lives. Maybe it's in someone else's life. How many Christians do I know who have given up on someone because they just thought they went too far? Maybe they sinned too much and they just couldn't take it. Just, uh, just a couple of months ago, I was listening uh, to a man give his testimony. And it was awesome. I mean, it, he really put some things into perspective for me. But I was listening to this man give his testimony, and he was, he was telling about how God, you know, saved him out of drugs. He, he, you know, he had drug problems. He went to rehab, and he, he found God. God pulled him out of that, met his wife. I mean, they were on fire for God, and, you know, they, they were teaching Sunday school. I mean, it's just like, and he's, I think he's about my age. He may, he may have been a little bit older, but, I mean, he's just rocking and rolling, and um, he, he ends up, his wife ends up cheating on him course we're all like golly man that's terrible you know but he says look we worked through that it took us a while but we worked through that and I had to forgive her I know what God calls me to do like he forgives us right he forgives you and me so I had to forgive her and we're all just like man that's what an amazing story you know I know how, how many I can't tell you how many guys were like I just don't know if I could do that and he's continuing in his in his story and he's like and he's just being all nonchalant about it too I don't this guy was like, when I say he was the coolest guy, I mean like he was just so nonchalant and just giving his testimony and just, it was amazing to, to hear this guy speak. And he's just talking about it. He's like, yeah, we worked through that. And, and then, you know, we were back on track. And then probably about seven months ago, she, she cheated on me again. And it's like, but we're, and he just very, he's just like, but we're working through that now. I've got to forgive her. I gotta, I gotta love her no matter what because that's what, that's what God does for us. Blown away, we're like, I mean, amazing enough that this guy was like, yeah, look, she cheated on me. We we worked through that, you know, and and it was hard. It was difficult. That that's amazing though. You worked through it, but then to do it again and again, he's just like, no, I mean, I've got to. I've got to figure out a way to make this work. Because that's what God calls us to do. Now let me tell you this. Do you think he is worried about earthly things or about kingdom things? What do you think his focus is? And I, I, can't, I know a lot of Christians would just be like, nope, I'm out. I'm done. Not me. I'm not going to forgive. Really? We're not? See, this... this Teaching is so important in how it changes you and I from the inside out because it changes in how we affect the world around us. And if you don't think that's the case, what Jesus is talking about, do you know what teachings bookend this passage? You've got on, on the front end where Jesus is talking about forgiveness, right? He does the Lord's Prayer and he focuses on forgiveness. And right after this, he talks about do not judge others. See, when we have our focus on the kingdom and we're giving thanks to God and it's about Him and not us, then it's going to change who we are. 
It changes us. It gives us a peace that nobody can understand. Because, you know, it's real, it's real easy to be thankful to God for that job you have. Right? Oh, I'm so thankful to God. We could, we could do a little poll here. I could say, hey, what are you thankful for? And people will say their family. People will say their job. And that's great. I think we should be thankful for those things. But what happens when that job gets taken away from you? What happens when you lose that job? Your company goes under. What happens when that coworker gets the promotion, you know, that you thought you deserved? Are you still thankful then? Is your outlook still positive? See, it's real easy to be thankful when things are going our way. But what about when they aren't? This, this is the truth behind this, this idea, this ayin tovah and ayin ra, a good eye and a bad eye. This is for you and me as believers. To, to set our focus, because Jesus says, man, when you have a good eye, man, how positive are you going to be? People aren't going to understand it. They're going to go, wow, you know, what is it about that person? But, but if you've got a bad eye, if you've got that, how negative a person are you going to be? How much damage are you going to do for the kingdom when you're a negative person who claims to follow God? Church, I, I believe that we need to give thanks. We absolutely need to give thanks. We need to be thankful. We need to be a, a people of thankfulness. I'm not saying it's always easy because we just we deal with life and life's hard. But when we give thanks to God and when our focus is on His kingdom, it's going to change everything. It's going to change our perspective of everything. I mean... This is what changes the world. And so, as Jess comes, this morning I want you to be, be thinking about your heart. I want to be, you to be thinking about where you are. What is your outlook on life? How do you perceive the world around you? Are, are, you, are you negative? Do you tend to look things and just go, man... I just wish, I wish things would go right for once, you know. Is it negative? Or are you positive? Are you, are you the person that says, man, you know, it, it could be a lot worse. It could be a lot worse. I'm still going to praise God no matter what. So today I want you to bow your heads. I want you to close your eyes and just kind of search your heart right now because I think as Christians, even myself, I think, you know, I think we need to repent. I think, I think we have, uh, I think we let the world around us affect us too much. The worries of this life, our earthly desires, quite honestly, they get in the way. They get in the way of kingdom mission. They get in the way of serving God. And so today, I want you to search your heart and say, God, you know what? I'm ready to give all that up. 
I'm ready to repent, God, because I've been focused too much on on the things around me. I've been letting things get to me, and I just I just don't need to let them get to me. This isn't it's not right. I'm letting it affect my family. I'm letting it affect my work. I'm letting it affect the people around me. And so I, I want my, my brothers and sisters in Christ in here to search your heart and, and see where you're at. Just, just take, a, take an evaluation. See what you need to do with God. Then today, maybe in here, you, you don't know Jesus. Maybe you don't. Maybe you're always negative because you feel like, you know what? Yeah, I just don't know. I'm not about your kingdom at all. I've been focused on myself for far too long, but I want to give it to you. I pray that you'll come today. I pray that you'll come and come talk to me. If you want to give your life to Jesus today, I'd love to help you help you with that and walk you through that. But today, let's just go to God and let's just, let's just do our work with Him. Do what needs to be done. So I'm going to ask you all to stand. Just to be in this attitude of, of prayer, I'm going to pray. And these altars will be open. And you can come this morning. Let's pray. Dear God, I just come to you right now.